This is a Therapy for Dads podcast. I'm your host. My name is Travis. I'm a therapist, a dad, a husband. Here at Therapy for Dads, we're reclaiming the narrative of fatherhood, one story at a time. You can follow the journey on Instagram at Therapy for Dads and our website, www.therapyfordads.com. Welcome. Well, good evening, Ryan. Welcome to Therapy for Dads podcast. How are you doing this t- tonight? I'm, I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. Thanks for joining me, man. So um, what we tend to do and how I start every show is I tend to tell you know the, the listeners where the guests are calling in from or, or Zen casting in from. So where are you, where are you kind of calling in I'm in, in San from? Diego, geographically. Okay. Is that okay. what we're trying to say? <laughs> yeah. Where are you calling? Yeah. Geography. Yeah. Geographically. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm in San Diego, uh, Southern California. So yeah. Okay. So that's good. We're in the same time zone, which is nice. We don't yeah, have to convenient. do different hours. And if most people have been listening. I'm usually either recording super early in the morning at five to pre-kids before they wake up because I'm talking to someone on the East Coast or yeah. in the UK, or I'm doing super, super late night for people on weird time zones. So it's good to have someone who's also actually really close to home. So again, those of you who are maybe tuning in for this first episode, I'm I'm actually close to Ryan. I live in South Orange County. I'm about an hour or so away from where he is in San Diego County. So we're relatively yeah, close. close. Yeah. 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 And I actually used to live in San Diego. Oh, um, really? In Ocean, yeah, Ocean Beach, kind of Point Loma area off Nimitz. Uh, I used to live there. I'm thinking about going down there tomorrow, get a hamburger. Oh, at um, Hodad's? Yeah. Or yeah. somewhere else. <laughs> No, I'm oh, going to Hodad's if I go down there. Oh, okay. I go. It's, okay. It's, ha- it's half day tomorrow for my kids. So well, for one of oh, my nice. kids, so I think we okay. might go do that. So tell us, you know, how many, how many kids you got? Who's Ryan? Hey everyone. I'm Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a full-time YouTuber and podcaster. I do guitar content on the internet and somehow I've turned it into a job and I'm also a father of two. <laughs> I've got a, uh, a daughter who's about to be three this Saturday and a son who turned seven, uh, back in July. So I've got a seven year old and a three year old July. What? Uh, uh, July 31st, July. Yeah. I got July 4th and July 21st. Yeah. Double July. Huh? Yeah. We, we planned that one apparently. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) we have a theme uh, when things happen apparently. My brother was was dropping some theory he had on me about why, you know, birth dates tend to cluster together in the summer and some sort of thing with biology and like people like snuggling in the winter and stuff like that. And I was like, dude, everyone has things figured out now and so many parents <laughs> just want to throw summer birthdays for their kids. That's literally why our firstborn has a summer birthday because we planned it that way. <laughs> 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 well there you go there yeah. you go yeah <laughs> i'm sure it's not everyone had that plan but we we're like we want a summer birthday we're in southern california we want to go to beaches yeah. and pools and stuff like that for a birthday party so hey man if you if you can plan it uh that's the yeah. time to plan yeah but there are drawbacks right uh oh, of course I mean, there's drawbacks this. to summer birthdays especially for the, the at least from what my wife has told me, I don't know if your wife did this or not, but breastfeeding during the oh, man. peak of summer is yeah. um, hot. So, I didn't try it, but I've heard. Yeah, it's <laughs> I've heard. Yeah, I've uh, <laughs> uh, ha- yeah, having having a newborn in summer, like peak of the heat, is is miserable 
Yeah. Whether you're breastfeeding or just holding the baby, trying to sleep. Oh yeah. A lot of older Southern California homes don't have central air. Like, so we don't, mm-hmm. we don't have central air in our home, we, but we have okay. like all these portable units around the house and stuff. Oh yeah. And like they, they, they take a den out, but man, it gets those hot months. You've got a little heat rock laying on top of you and you can't move. Cause if you move then they wake up sort of thing. Yep. Like, <laughs> yeah. And you're yeah, sleep deprived and all that. Like it's, it's rough. Yeah, that's right. You, I forget. That's one thing I do not miss about San Diego is, yeah, most places didn't have central air. So yeah, you just, it's, which is most of the year is fine for those who don't know. I mean, San Diego, a pretty horrible weather in San Diego. Oh, it's just awful. Miserable. Yeah, it's real really. bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, there's about, there's about two months of the year that you need air conditioning mm-hmm. and about two months of the year that you need heating. And yeah. And the, the rest, rest of the time, it's, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so pleasant. It's miserable. Uh, can we get a little bit of weather here? Can we get a break? I know, I know. 72 it's, and sunny. I know. Uh, we're, you know, we're having our, expecting our third this this Christmas time. So Congratulations. my wife is actually excited. Thank you. Thank you. And then she's excited for not having a hot, sweaty summer. Yeah. Like, birth, newborn, breast, like that whole, uh, the whole thing. Cause when you go out, it's like hot and you can't get comfortable. And it's like, everything's just hot and sweaty. And, and you got to like you said, nighttime. Time. She'll get to bundle up with a newborn, be a more pleasant experience. I mean, you're still going to have, you know, a six month old in summer, which will have its own challenges and stuff. It it will, it will have its own, but yeah, she's definitely looking forward to the bundling up with the newborn and being cozy versus being just, we're just sweaty and hot. So, um, and summer comes and you get that ripe diaper pail thing going on. (sighs) Yeah, we do. Yeah, we have a. We don't use a diaper genie where it was like, it's a waste. So we just have a little bucket, like a, actually it's a, an old flowering pot. Yeah. That's just right outside. We just, it, it just stacks up until it's full and then trash and you're right. Summer gets a little steamy and yeah, um, just, <laughs> it's just the reality. Right. Totally. Um, we have one in diapers. So thankfully the other one is not. So, um, yeah, so that's I mean, Ryan. So we got two kids mm-hmm. in San Diego, full-time podcaster, and you run a show, yes? What's your show called? Oh, it's, it's called 60 Cycle Hum. So that's the name of the podcast and the YouTube channel and mm-hmm. every other social media account that you can find. That's what it's under. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's it's actually how we how we stumbled upon each other. I was actually one of probably many, probably thousands of early listeners um, well, you were for the 60 Cycle Hum. You were hitting us up uh, back in 2014. You were probably yeah. in the first couple hundred. Like we probably didn't have a thousand yet. Yeah, you're right. I think it was in the first couple hundred. I remember being, yeah, because I early on, and I, I think you, I don't think you guys do it anymore, um, or as maybe as much. But early on, we would send songs in. And oh, we still do that. Yeah, you still do that. Okay. Yeah, we'd send in songs. It was 2014, and uh, I actually mailed you guys a couple couple drinks and. Um, you got I remember that. I remember uh, you might have been one of the first one to send us beers, and it was it was a big deal for us. It was fun. So I, you know, 2014, I when we were just talking in the green room about it, that I didn't realize it's been that long. It's like wow, yeah. it's been seven years, and you've been running the podcast for almost eight. You said right? Yeah, we're coming up on 400 episodes, so 52 <laughs> episodes a year. That's the math. That's an accomplishment. How you, how how's that feel for you? Um. I mean, the, the podcast is a bunch of fun and, you know, like, you know, dad talk, you know, it's, it's, it's honestly (laughs) been really amazing to have a weekly commitment to sit and talk with a friend and have that social Mm -hmm. interaction, especially considering I'm, I am self-employed. So I'm at home like all day, every day. And to be able to have that kind of adult discussion, even if it's (laughs) like 
to a thinly veiled, you know, like guitar podcast sort of thing. And we're really only talking about guitar stuff, but it, it's that like in itself has been really great for me. And I noticed that a lot. Like I kind of joke that you get in your middle ages, you have a kid or two, you start a podcast because that's the only <laughs> way you're going to get around to talking to, you know, other people that would be in your kind of like circle of interests and like what would normally be your social circle. Like it's, it's just a natural thing that we get pulled into now and it works. Like I, I started the podcast right before my first uh, kid was born, right before my son was born. So I was right there in that mm. like sweet transition point, you know? It's funny. I mean, you predicted mine. I mean, apparently that's what I did. I didn't even know I was doing that. I didn't even know I was following <laughs> that prediction of have kids. And then you start a podcast to talk with other t- <laughs> <laughs> in my case, other dads. Yeah. And and then the thing I care about mental health and parenting and dad life and fatherhood, I'm like, there you go. Uh, yeah. And I get to have conversations. It's like, yeah, you're right. That's kind of, it's been, it's actually been kind of fun. Because it's, um, it's honestly like, I mean, that's a huge struggle when you have kids uh, is mm-hmm. getting any time to have adult conversations anymore. Like it all just goes out the window, like all day long. It's like, daddy, I need this. I need that. Daddy, what about this? What about that? And it's, and it's like, you love all that, but man, Sometimes you need to talk to someone that's not a kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, and those who haven't seen the show, it's it's a it's a really fun show. Those who like guitars, I mean, yeah, yeah. sixty cycle hum. Those guitar enthusiasts will know what that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that don't, you'll have no idea what that means other than a bunch of letters sure. and numbers. But it's fun. It's it's a great show. Those who are listening who love music gear and just to see stuff reviewed and and fun laughs about weird just ads about just really weird craigslist and mm-hmm. other fun ads that are posted it's, it's a great show so you know i recommend listening to it and I'll, I'll link it guys for everyone in this show to to click on and to follow and to give them your support and you guys really just have fun i mean i watch it. you guys just yeah. you guys get to be really big kids of like hey we oh, get to play totally. new gear all the time it's like <laughs> it's like a it's a musician's dream essentially of like we just get yeah. to play with stuff and make sounds, which is a lot of fun, <laughs> which is why I enjoy watching it. <laughs> the thing I always say is that 13-year-old Ryan would be very impressed right now. Uh, adult Ryan is just praying that it keeps paying the bills, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like pedals come in, guitars come in. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I hope, I hope this pays some bills. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's... Yeah, it's the responsibility side of okay, we, this this has to work, and you know, this is just the, the gleeful excitement of that young boy of like, yes, something else new and shiny and exciting and fun. Yeah, so you, I mean, you it, get that nice dichotomy, right? It is it is pretty great having a job that, for the most part, I get to enjoy and is around stuff that I enjoy. There's trade offs to everything, but you know, sure. there's certainly a lot worse things I could be doing, and I didn't think you know. Seven, eight years ago when we started doing the podcast, I didn't think I'd end up where I am now. Like I thought it was yeah. a side hustle, you know? Yeah. And look at that. It's, hey, it's a full-time gig. What a want, I mean, what a fun journey that you probably didn't, like you said, did not anticipate or expect to be here seven, eight years ago that side hustle now turned full-time yeah. gig. And um, that's, that's awesome. I mean, right. You get to passion, fun, get to talk to dads, your, your, yeah. you know, <laughs> your friend, and you get to have that, that adult time and, and kid time all in the one. So 
So with that transition of, you know, you said this journey of full-time gig of a podcast slash YouTuber, which is interesting being a full-time YouTuber, right? Is it something yeah. you probably would ever told your parents? I'm a full-time <laughs> YouTuber, mom. Well, I, I feel a little bit, uh, I think, I feel like it's a little bit, I, this is, you know, no dig at you because you're podcasting right now, but I, I feel like it's a little bit more like socially acceptable to say that you're a YouTuber than a podcaster. Like you say you're a podcaster and people are like, oh, okay, like how does that work? But they, <laughs> they have this, this, you know, this thing in their mind like, oh, YouTube those people make money i don't make yeah i don't make the kind of money that people associate with you know big youtubers but <laughs> i definitely make most of my money from youtube versus podcasting so so like when my when my son goes to school i'd prefer him to say oh my dad's a youtuber than a podcaster, a podcaster. <laughs> yeah it's true well, and that's why i'm doing both just for that exact reason right. people think youtube i'm doing and mine's a video podcast you know to be even cooler um <laughs> oh so cool oh it's 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 really you know it's oh. my cool factor has gone up quite a bit all this um, stuff is so nerdy like any like doing oh any of this stuff for any reason is is so nerdy you get in like all these cameras and all the statistics and everything and the numbers oh my gosh like, oh my gosh it's just it's just another nerdy hobby that we all get into. It's like yeah. model trains and totally, you know, all that. It, you're stuff. right. <laughs> it's a total dad. Yeah. It's a total dad, like rite of passage. I, f I feel like it's just yeah, totally. nerdy hobby. It's gadgets, it's gizmos, it's mm -hmm. lights that you don't see and all these things. It's, it's, it's fun. Might um, as well be like collecting so, stamps or something. You know? <laughs> well, that's the next phase is coins and stamps. So mm -hmm. yeah, that and rocks. I collect rocks, but that's actually primarily because my, my boys collect rocks and we have mm -hmm. a uh, random rocks in our house. Uh, just placed everywhere. Right. Um, in fact, there's a few right over there in the counter. In his room, we have a little thing and he collects these little treasures. It's like, it could be a leaf, right. a pebble, you know, a stick. We just kind of put it in it and becomes this plethora of just random things he's found on the side of the street. But he loves it. So, hey, it's yeah. good. That's his hobby. <laughs> random things <laughs> off the ground. And this is mine. So, with the transition of, hey, you you started something seven, eight years ago, didn't think the journey would take you to where you are today. And kind of on that theme, can you tell us a bit about your dad journey? A big part of, of my life that's different from, I think, a lot of, you know, working dads is that I'm fully self-employed. I work at home all day long. And and so I've I've been that way for 13, 14 years now, self-employed. Something mm. like that, uh, maybe fifteen. I can't quite remember anymore. But yeah. I was already pretty used to being self-employed, and then a kid gets thrown into the mix, and that you know introduces a whole host of challenges. Like I, I used to be a graphic designer, uh, being self-employed, but moving into recording audio and recording video and working in your home when there's a kid around, like it just becomes a huge challenge as far as like keeping concentration and getting clean audio and things like that and like you know having those expectations with your family that like hey i need you guys to be quiet for like an hour and a half two hours something like that and just how taxing that can be to request that from you know young children and not to mention my wife and and all that um, but just like, I think that one of the biggest struggles about that is if I'm, you know, if I'm working and I have to do work, like it sounds like a fun job, but it is a job and I have, there's tasks I have to complete to get the bills paid. It's, mm -hmm. it's tough to work at home and, you know, hear your kids having a tough time or hear that, you know, my wife is having a tough time with the kids 
and be like, I can't really mm-hmm. walk away from what I'm doing right now. And I know they're going to survive. And sometimes I do take a break and come check on things. But then, you know, my wife is like, you didn't need to do that. And <laughs> <laughs> the whole anxiety around that dynamic is mm. really interesting and can be really challenging because, you know, I don't have calm kids. I don't have, you know, <laughs> I don't have like Zen kids. Like I was a very calm uh, kid that would sit and very quietly play with my toys. And neither okay. of my kids are that. Like they want 100% attention all day long. And so mm. it's, it's a bit of a challenge in that direction. Yeah. You know, so that was a, you know, like you said, full time self employed 15 years before kids, and then you get a kid, yeah, throw a kid into the mix. You know, there, there's all sorts of challenges, you know, not even professionally, like, <laughs> just, you know, like there's enough that you get thrown at you when yeah. you become a parent for the first time or the second time, the third time, and so on and so on. It's, it's a score multiplier every single time. It, the thing I always say is it doesn't get easier. It just gets different. I, I would agree with that. doesn't get, you know, we have we have two with, a, again, a third coming, and definitely one to two was, well, definitely wasn't easier. No, um, it's not like a practice thing. thing no. where it's like, oh, we practiced with one, now we're ready for two. No, it, number two is going to mm. be totally different. Yeah. And you've got, the you're still raising the first one. Yeah, <laughs> so that, yeah, that doesn't stop. That, yeah, that does not stop. Yeah, no, <laughs> not at all. And so I guess with that was, so that first difficulty was that letting, it sounds like letting go of the kind of anxiety, worry, or stress about just releasing the control of, yeah. My wife's got it handled and I need to let that go and focus on my contribution in this moment, which is, hey, I'm, I'm providing for the family. This is my job. Yes, I'm having fun, but this is still a job. Like you said, it's still a job. I still right. have to make things, still have to produce, still have to be effective and you know efficient and on task, right? Right, um, right. I, I mean, time management is just a huge issue. Like if, you know, to pull back the curtain a little bit for a YouTube channel my size to be profitable, like I'm not talking about wildly profitable, but to, you know, mm-hmm. keep the boat floating, like I have to publish like two or three, sometimes four videos a week to keep the ball rolling. And anyone who's yeah. done any sort of video work, editing, shooting, or whatever, you know that that's like breakneck. Like that that's is a, that's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And so, like the the cycle that I go through to get work done, like is like the the time management is really key to make this work. Mm-hmm. And and I I feel like I do a pretty decent job of keeping it to a nine to five sort of gig. But you know, sometimes stuff bleeds over the edges and whatnot. And yeah. but uh, for the most part, like you know, the time management during the workday is so key to make sure that I'm not working evenings and I'm not working weekends and stuff like that to, to make it all work. Mm. And, and with your spouse, with your wife, was there any difficulty with that transition of being from home? Like it sounds like she was kind of aware and it sounds like she was, well, she, she's, she gracious was self-employed enough. too. Okay. So it was a transition for her going from, uh, being a self-employed graphic designer with clients and stuff like that to basically just the frustration of having to walk away from all that. Like mm. she, she never was making as much money as me. So mm-hmm. it was fairly obvious which one of us was going to continue working. So I think there's a lot of frustration there. And then, you know, as, as our firstborn got older, she was able to start transitioning to picking up clients again. And then we had another yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> so that was all out the window. So it's like she built her business twice and twice watched it mm. kind of fizzle out, which is, you know, it's pretty heartbreaking. It's depressing to build a business and then have it just yeah. have to go on the back burner for a couple of years, twice. It's a lot of work. Twice. It is a lot of work. You know, twice. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of effort. And for anything, I mean, any business, it takes time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of time. A lot of time that I feel like you don't get, in some ways, don't get back. 
especially early on, you know, when you're building something, there's a lot of time that goes in that you're not building for. And you spoke to, you know, the work you're doing three, four videos a week and, and, and you're right. Yeah, it does. I don't do that. I do one or two. Right, right. At most two a week at most two. And just the editing in one video by itself is it's a, you know, it's a lot of work. It's <laughs> way a, more hours. It's make like a five minute job. video. It's yeah. like hours for like, you think, oh, it's a five minute video. It's like, oh, five minutes. That's, that's hours of editing. You oh, know, people for don't realize five minute clip. like how, how much work can go into a one minute video. Like uh, oh, I, I do some commercial video on the side with, with a, a friend of mine. And, mm-hmm. um, we basically price quote based on the idea that a minute of video edited takes an hour to edit, like just to edit, like what, like not to shoot it, not to do the rest of it. If you've got a minute of video that took an hour to edit and it probably took a half a day to shoot it, you know, like the, the time that it takes to produce video is, is bonkers. And, Mm -hmm. uh, the fact that I'm essentially probably publishing three or four hours of content a week is like staggering. You know, and yeah. a lot of people and, don't realize what goes into that. And do you do all the editing like yeah. by yourself? Or do I, you, do, you, I do everything. Okay. So yeah. you don't, you don't pay someone to do that to, cause that is, I, I heard people do do that. Then, you know, they get big enough, they start paying someone to edit for them, but they do. It's also in the cost, but I know other, I know there are channels, uh, doing guitar YouTube that are doing that, but mm-hmm. like <laughs> I have, I have like my own anxiety about handing over my own files and I have a really like, quick turnaround time too. like yeah. I become very efficient at it all and I also sure. when I'm when I'm filming I know when I you know I just laid down a, a stinky riff and I'm like I know exactly where to cut that out and someone else would have to learn exactly what yeah. I like and don't like in my own playing and everything and yeah you know <laughs> it's it would be a lot for me to hand over you know the two hours that I film to someone and be like hey cut this down to 40 minutes <laughs> <laughs> and know and know the beats and you know true the way i like things done yeah because yeah i guess in your case it's not just someone doing video editing they have to really understand music and, right. and you're, it's a it's a whole it's a whole other language essentially and they have to understand um, not just like video the t- what i'm sh- trying to communicate and demonstrate with the products that i'm covering and stuff like that because i right. essentially do demos or reviews however you define it like i'm, mm-hmm. I'm sent products and i charge a fee to demonstrate Review. them yeah yeah which is which is great. Um, yeah. Shoot, I've watched quite a few of yours to <laughs> get some of my stuff reviewed. I mean, <laughs> it's helpful. It's like, yeah, I don't like that, or yeah, Dude, I love that. And uh, not that I'm buying a lot of gear anymore because <laughs> now my money's going into this. Oh yeah, totally. Um, and you know, well, you, you have, have a play. microphone, you have headphones on. I, you know, hey, I got some stuff from music. You know, I was already blessed with some previous musical equipment that I, you know, I use this on a regular basis outside of here for vocals and stuff. And mm-hmm. Um, these I've used for audio editing as well, but some other stuff I, yeah, I don't buy as many shiny pedals like they used to, sure. but I don't play like I used to either. So yeah. I, I'm not sure if you can relate. I don't play as much in the electric world and have trapping kit and stuff that I used to back in the day, but used to play only, a lot more. The only reason I am able to play guitar is because I turned it into my job, you know, <laughs> which is, you know, that's a good transition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <a> good transition. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm wondering what, what's another like, you know, think of your dad journey. You talked a bit about the transition from just working from home and some of the anxieties about that and kind of letting go and relinquishing control to hearing what's going on. And, and I'm sure even probably with COVID in this past two years, almost that a lot of dads have probably faced Oof. of now they're at home and dealing with just yeah. they're in their house and they don't have that transition from, you know, driving into work and they they could hear their kids and I'm, I'm sh- 
the stress of that. And um, yeah, a lot of people have found out how much they actually like their family in the past year and a half or so, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, you know, I've been on the equivalent of COVID quarantine for, <laughs> for like over a decade now. So, you know, it was yeah, a, you've been practicing. Yeah. It was a easy transition for me. The, mm-hmm. you know, the bummer for me was that my, my seven-year-old now he's seven years now, but he, he missed first grade essentially. And uh, we wow. were starting to get time back. He went to kindergarten and then first mm-hmm. grade came and went and he was home the, the entire time. And it was like, wow. man, I almost had quiet in the house for half the day. <laughs> like I almost had it. Yeah. It would have been so great for me because, you know, when, when mm-hmm. he's gone, then our, our two-year-old, she doesn't have anyone to scream and fight with anymore. <laughs> so it gets really quiet here when he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you could a, tell a difference. You could tell a difference. Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. But it, he's starting to go back to school now. We had a, okay. we had a, in an in-home COVID scare, uh, two days into his first week of second grade. Oh no! And so then we had to have him out for like oh, 15 no. days again. Oh, poor and, guy. And so he just started again this week and, uh, okay. you know, we're dealing with all the challenges that come with that yeah. and managing homework and schedules and oh, stuff. Yeah. So how I, we're on that topic. I mean, what was it like to have essentially a first grader at home during COVID? Like, what was that? Was that, was that a difficulty? Was that oh, weird? Was that, did you find it easy? Like, was there, what was the challenges there that you faced? Well, there was a whole other like level of, you know, worries and anxieties and stuff like that. Like, the thing that I, I tell new dads is that they're, you're not prepared for how much you're going to worry about stuff mm. that you never would have worried about. Like, like when, when my son was first born, like I lost sleep at night, just like laying there watching him sleep and like worried that he would stop breathing when he was fine. He was totally healthy, hundred percent healthy, yeah, but it's just like totally. all of a sudden you have this worry about everything having to do with your kids. And so like when he was home for first grade, it's like, yeah, there's all the practical stuff like, oh, the house isn't going to be as quiet for half the day. But then you have this added, like, how is, you know, this year with, you know, very challenging school situation going to affect him for the rest of his life? Are we doing enough? Like, do Mm -hmm. I need to start working half days myself to be a teacher? Uh, You know, we, you know, with his personality, we knew that he wasn't going to be able to do the distance learning laptop thing. We were just like, we're going to, we're going to get books and try to do it ourselves. And we tried and there was like a lot of really challenging moments where we're like, are we actually teaching him anything? Is he actually learning anything? Like do like mm. we were flirting around with like the no schooling thing, like mixed with like a homeschooling vibe. Like I was, I was homeschooled uh, junior high through high school and my, I watched my siblings be homeschooled young. So I, I knew what that was all about, but then like it's different when I'm working and you know, my wife didn't grow up in that. So she doesn't, she didn't have any frame of reference for how that stuff works. And she's finding out stuff that, I, that I've never heard on her own. <laughs> it's like, mm. like there was this whole dynamic that was, uh, it was scary in a way, you know, cause you're mm. worried as a parent, you're worried that this year without school is going to mean that he's going to have to repeat first grade. Who knows? Maybe kindergarten or something like that. You have all mm. these big thoughts. Like, is he going to have to learn colors again? <laughs> 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 but he's he's been doing fine. I you know that everything always it usually turns out fine unless you have a tragedy in your life or something like that. Most of this stuff yeah. that you worry about as a parent just it just you know just works out. 
because yeah. that's just the way things work. And it, like everyone else had a similar year. Everyone's kids are going back to school about the same level. And it just means that second grade is the new first grade. I don't know. I'm not sure yeah. how it's all going to work. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, my kids are not old enough. They're four and two, so they haven't done school yet. But I was always thinking, man, I can't imagine, you know, when you become a parent, you, you know, you just realize how much work goes into it. Yeah. You know, you, you could, you could think about it. You stuff. see people with kids before, but you don't, it's hard to grasp. So you fully you have a kid and you're like, oh, this actually, it does like, you know, it's going to take logically a lot of work like you know it's gonna take work but then when you're in it it's a whole different yeah it takes know. over your entire life like like it every, really does every moment of the day is is for my kids at this point where it used to be like mm -hmm. oh i gotta work to pay these couple bills and then i'm gonna you know i'm gonna chill out i'm gonna go you know go to the <laughs> beach i'm gonna go out with friends and we'll go get some drinks or something like that. We'll go, let's go try that new restaurant and that's like casual stuff that you do so it's like uh, I don't feel like sitting around the house tonight. All, like all that's gone. Oh, once yeah. you have a kid, it's, all, it's just like your yeah. entire life changes. Like I, I tell people don't have a kid unless you really, really want a kid. Because if you like your life right now and you think you'll miss it, like it doesn't come back. Like that part is no. over. I mean, I think it could, but I would think to the detriment of your children. Oh, <laughs> you sure. Know? You know, I, like if you, you could, but you, you know, uh, there, you're, something would suffer, you know, you'd mm -hmm. sacrifice something else. And, yeah, I definitely, uh, with our kids, you know, uh, early on, they, they were not great sleepers. They were not the, uh, oh, man. I don't know how, I'm not sure how yours were, but mine were not the, um, sleeping 16, 17 hours a day as a newborn. Ours were whatever the minimum was. Right. That's what they were sleeping. I whatever think, that, you know, super minimum and their naps were like half hour. It was just like, right. So you're always on, you know, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And they had really bad colic too. Oh, man. So like the first six months was like, <laughs> oh hell, you know, yeah, yeah. And I'm just looking at it right now my island. Those who don't see this, but my island's right over there. And then we would just pay, with our uh, oldest, who's four now, you know, just pace. Yeah, because the only thing that would calm them down was movement. And so we would get them and take shifts walking around our island for you know at two in the morning for like an hour, and yeah. they'd sleep. And because we'd put them down in the position, whatever reason, like it would just flare up and oh my goodness, like I've never been so tired in my entire life. Um, but then I'd have these moments with him, he'd smile and engage mm -hmm. and it would just like, it, it's a weird feeling. It's like the heart, literally the hardest thing, the most exhausting thing. And at the same time, some of the most amazing moments and oh, just, yeah. I wouldn't change it. And it's like, there's, you know, they, their smile, they hug you. It just, it just, those moments, everything melts away. It's just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. This is, this yeah. is why, you know, it's, it's interesting. It really is. It, yeah. It's an interesting phenomenon. Sleep issues are probably like my, like the number one, like personal mental health challenge, physical health challenge. I've had as a parent, like I already had sleep issues before having kids. I've always been a bit of an insomniac, uh, mm. you know, never, I, you know, I'd never been one of those people who stays up for days, but it's not uncommon for me to just not be able to sleep till mm. two or three or four in the morning. And when you throw kids into the mix and you can't sleep when there's an opportunity to sleep and they're going to wake up at 5am, 6am, no matter what. Like things got weird for me. Like oh, I, I could basically put it on the calendar and be like, all right, in about a month, I'm going to have a major mental breakdown and I'm probably going to hmm. cry for about half a day and then I'll sleep for about two days. I'll finally be hmm. able to sleep and then I'll start the cycle of insomnia again. 
that will lead to that point again. And I, I think there was there was like a year or two uh, with my firstborn where I was stuck in this cycle of just like catching up on sleep and then degrading over a month and having a complete mental breakdown, like in the middle of the night, just like sobbing and, <laughs> and crying. Mm. It's like, cause it's like, yeah. there's when you get in that mental state, it's like everything feels like it's an emergency. Everything yeah. feels like some kind of personal attack. But one, once you get like two or three under, under your belt of those, of those like total breakdowns, you realize like, no, this is cause I'm tired. And like, I'm feeling all this chaos in me and all this like angst, but it's because I'm tired. Like there's not actually anything that I'm upset about. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's just like my body is falling apart because I'm running on three and four hours of sleep a night. Yeah. And it was, it was really rough, really, really Jeez. rough. Yeah. With it, with the firstborn. I don't think nothing prepared me for that. Yeah, um, nothing can. Like, and it's it's no. torture. It it literally and and you know I didn't have which I want to hear a little bit more about that. But I, I you know I don't have ins, insomnia problems, yeah. so and that's a whole other experience that I can't relate to, and I can't even imagine. I can't I can't imagine that because I've always been pretty good. You know I'll have my random nights where I just you know freaking wired. Sure, but most times I'm I'm pretty good about. I could fall asleep. I'm able to kind of you know do some deep breathing meditation. I could I could zonk out pretty quick. Yeah. Um. I, I could I could bet money that like most nights I, I'm gonna have trouble. Like probably seventy five percent of nights, three out of four, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have trouble falling asleep when I'd like to fall asleep. Like I can lay down and try to fall asleep, but like the hell of it is when you're laying in bed and you're holding your eyes closed for hours and you're just mm-hmm. laying there in your own head for hours. Like, can I please just fall asleep? And you're doing everything you've ever read or ever heard, like trying to relax your body, trying to re- like get your mind distracted and things like that. And nothing ever yeah. works, you know? And Gosh. <laughs> I, 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 you know, we can put a silver lining on this and say that I have found a solution in the past year and it, it is weed. <laughs> Okay. So, hey. but I, you know, I, I'm treating it very medicinally. Uh, I, okay. I wasn't someone who ever used that before and, sure. uh, I, I came into trying is it, it. Is it helping you? Oh, absolutely. It's a miracle. Like it is really? absolutely helping me. Like I've tried all wow. sorts of things over the years, but it is like, like I'm a believer now. Like I always kind of like, yeah. was like really medicinal marijuana. Come on. I don't smoke it. I get, I get, I, uh, you know, I'm a cheapskate. I figured out the exact cheapest dose I can get that doesn't cause me a lot of calories and it's these little like edible tabs. You just, I just take like half of it. Right. I found my dose and you sleep and I, the, it, what I say about it is it allows me to sleep. It doesn't make me fall asleep. Like some like right. sleep uh, medicines can make you fall asleep. And then, yep. you know, you, when you need to wake up, you can't like, it, yeah, you're like groggy and like, you feel like a, like you got hit by a truck. Yeah, yeah exactly. Where like, so this doesn't do it. No, I, I take my half a tablet essentially, usually right when my kids go to sleep at night, about mm-hmm. an hour or so later it kicks in. And if I, if I want to, I can decide to go lay down and fall asleep, which is something wow. I've never been able to do in my entire life. And I've been doing it Jeez. for about a year now and it hasn't let me down once. So it's, wow. it's been a miracle and having, uh, you know, a, a two year old that has sleep issues and stuff has made it a lot more manageable for me. Like I'm not staying up till three and four in the morning and stuff like that. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's been amazing. So. Wow. If, if there's anyone out there who's living somewhere where it's legal, 
give it a shot if you have insomnia. Yeah. Well, and I mean, those are things that you don't think about, right? You, you don't yeah. think, and it sounds like you tried probably some other medication prescribed and things like that. Yeah. I've tried all sorts um, of stuff over the years. Like, And I can, I would assume a, a massive relief of like, I could fall asleep. Um, I can, you know, probably like this is where has this been my whole life? I like, mean, can you tell a bit about that? Yeah. Like uh, my entire, yeah. A hundred percent my entire life, even when I was a little kid, it's just like, I would get caught in these cycles where I just can't fall asleep. And I think that's one of the reasons I've been attracted to being self-employed. <laughs> so when you don't mm-hmm. have kids, you can catch that sleep in the morning, you know? Yeah. And then when I had kids, that option disappeared. And so, uh, you know, I went back into being caught in these awful cycles. Like it's, it's, it's really is this thing where if you lose sleep, then the next night is harder to get sleep sort of thing. And it just snowballs and snowballs. Um, mm. so being able to find something that gets me, you know, that breaks that cycle is amazing. Like if I wanted to, I could, you know, I could skip it every other night or do it once or twice a week. And if I have a rough night, then I know mentally it's fine. I'm going to be able to catch it the next night or something Tomorrow. like that. But yeah. it's, okay. it's been such a, you know, positive and honestly, like it feels like a medically gentle sort of solution and it's affordable. Like I think it cost me like 50 cents a night. And like, you asked me at the end of the night, like, Hey, you want to fall asleep when you want, or you want to stay up till 4am? It's like, I will pay you 50 cents right now. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'd pay $5 every night to fall asleep. Oh yeah. Honestly. Abs- absolutely. I mean, but just absolutely. The emotional and mental relief of knowing mm. that I will be able to sleep at night is like, it's worth so much more than that. And yeah. especially being a dad, like, <laughs> like, uh, I know you had a prompt for, for you that you meant for the end, but if I could go back and, you know, tell young Ryan something that he wouldn't believe, I'd say <laughs> using weed is going to make you a better dad. <laughs> 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 yeah yeah <laughs> it's a weird thing to say at this point in my life yeah but there it, it is. is but well there's there's context to that right it's yeah not absolutely like just, i'm not, not baked all you're not baked no. throughout the day it's oh, absolutely not like it's, it's very different yeah no <laughs> yeah. it's 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 put a caveat on that right <laughs> yeah i'm not you know I'm, I'm not bob marley over here you know yeah <laughs> Or what? What's the half baked movie? Right, right. Like, no, yeah, that it's is not that. It's not that. That is not my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you found something that's that's good wisdom. Hey, this is mm-hmm. something that's going to change your life and make you a better. Father. Like, what a wonderful thing that. Gosh, if we you would have known, but now you know. It's like, hey, this works, yeah. and I am a better dad. I get to sleep, and I guess we're on that topic topic of sleep. So, how has getting consistent, regular sleep? How have you seen it have a an effect on you as a as a father? Oh man, it's just, I mean, it, like there's, as a father, I mean, there's so many different angles to attach that from, but, but as a father, it means that I'm not miserable all day. And, mm. you know, if, if I'm feeling, you know, well enough rested, then I'm sharp enough to stay calm. Like I don't fly off the handle, you know, like I'm not an angry person, mm. but it's like kids can be really frustrating. And if you're, you're operating on, you know, sleep deprivation, like it's really easy to be a pretty ugly and scary person, you know? when, mm-hmm. and I don't want to be that kind of dad, you know? So like it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's just flat out, like getting enough sleep flat out makes me a better dad. It makes me a better person. It makes me better at everything that I do. And mm-hmm. it's not, I'm not like saying like, Oh, I get to sleep 10 hours a night or something. I'm still probably doing like six or seven, <laughs> but that's enough. It's yeah. enough to be functional, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it, it definitely does 
it allows me to be the person that I am in my heart, and my head when I'm healthy, which is, you know, mm. I'd like to think I'm a kind person. I'd like to think that I'm a helpful person. And, you know, I think that extends to being a dad. I'm a kind and helpful dad for the most part. Everyone loses their cool from time to time. But uh, I, I, I definitely feel that like the past year, I've been a much better, better dad than the previous six years of being a dad, just because mm. I am well rested and I am able to be a person during the day yeah. instead of, you know, walking corpse sort of situation. Wow. And then, you know, like yeah. uh, the, the benefits there for me too, because I actually can, you know, experience my <laughs> children's childhood and, you know, have fun yeah. with them and stuff and not just feel wrecked all the time. You know? Gosh. I mean, I, this is not even close to what you've probably experienced most of your life until this past year. And I, it's good to hear that just to hear a, a real story yeah. um, of, of, a, a, someone using, I'm guessing CBD, no, I'm, right? Primarily or uh, THC no, as well. I tried CBD and it did nothing for me. So I'm, I'm using okay. THC. THC. Yeah. But there's little <laughs> tablets. I like, I don't want to, I don't want to smell like smoke. I don't want to, the, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. the thing that I worried about is like, I don't want a new hobby. You know? <laughs> I've got and yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to have, you know, appliances and things I have to use to, to yeah, do this. Yeah. I get these, they come in like a little outside stand. They're a little pill. Oh, cool. I cut them yeah. in half to get my dose yeah. and, uh, I just take one at bedtime, you know, or an hour and a half before bedtime. But it's good to hear that it's like for you, you're finding it. It's again, the, the use of it, mm -hmm. um, for you is life giving. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right? The use is not, the use is not to detach. It's that you're not, it's not the use no. of like, I'm coping with life. It's not a use of the it's use is like escape. giving yeah. me life. Yeah. It's not an escape. It's like, it's giving life to Ryan, therefore making Ryan a better, you know, husband, father, yeah. friend where you're not a walking corpse. And, and I can't even, I mean, I had a short stint of, it wasn't insomnia. It was just sleeplessness from right. as we were talking basically before with my kids having colic and Man, there was nights I sleep maybe nights in a row, one two hours, and there was a yeah. season. Man, it was the dark, probably the darkest. Oh yeah, it's ever been. I mean, just your your mind you, goes to places you never thought it would go because like, you're you're essentially hallucinating. Like, yes, it's literally it's scary. It's it really is, and and I remember. I mean, there was numerous times, like a couple times, because it, it my wife and I would try and trade off to like try to get it, and like just, but you know, it's small house. You hear everything, you wake up, so you're always yeah. waking up, and and then I hear her. I try to relieve her, and there was times I'd find her on the floor crying, just because yeah. it was so bad, just like literally in a ball, curled up, crying, and my son screaming, and then I take over, and then I get to a point where I'm like, I can't walk anymore. Okay, and it was like a, a few months of that, mm -hmm. just. It's just like crazy survival of, oh, totally. and you know, we had friends and bless them, but they're, you know, totally different. Their kids are sleeping, you know, <laughs> like they 20 out, whatever it is. Right. And you're just like, yeah. Like whenever I'd, I'd meet someone who's like, oh yeah, my, my, oh, my kid sleeps so bad. They woke up once last night and you're just like, shut up. Yeah. Don't <laughs> talk to me. Like, I don't want to hear anything from you ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's my inner dialogue. My, that's my inner dialogue. You know, exteriorly, I'm like, mm, yes. Yeah, that's nice. Mm, oh, that my, must be so rough. Yeah. I no. have my best therapist face on you know, externally, but <laughs> internally, and we're like, you have no clue. Yeah. And all I know is that that season, that like, it, it made, it felt, it gave me a perspective of, man, this is, when I hear a parent or a person talking about like, struggling with sleep like insomnia it gave me it, my perspective it's like your perspective shifts it's like yeah. oh man i can't even just awful you know yeah. just so 
to hear you, to, to hear that like, man, that was a, a life struggle until a year ago, knowing that, man, I experienced that, knowing that there was a, an end at the light of the tunnel for me. And we still have moments with our kids waking yeah. up. I mean, they still, they're actually doing really good right now. And my hope is that's because, you know, in a few months, we're going to be re-entering the um, sleeplessness with our third kid. And I'm yeah. really hoping that this kid doesn't have colic and doesn't, you know, but we'll see what the universe decides to grant us. I hope you um, have, an, have, have an easy third like that. That's, that's the hope. And, yeah. you know, but if not... We we know mentally there's an end, yeah. Like, well, and with our second, it's like yeah. I knew there was an end. With our second, like, oh, I know there's a light here. Like, honestly, it sounds this. like you know you can't be worse. No, <laughs> and our second was a little. Our second was a little. Was a little. Uh, wasn't it? Was like had colic, but not as bad. Right. Had sleep. Has had struggle sleeping, but not as bad. So it was a little easier on all fronts. It was still hard, but nothing like our first. And and I felt so and. I think for me, the hardest thing, you know, too, in those moments when like, it's like when they're in, they're in pain and you can't do anything. It's like you're trying oh, everything. Yes, yeah, the worst. And, and you're just like, and, you, and you're sleep deprived. Yeah. So you're exhausted and you're trying, you just feel, I don't know if you, I mean, I, there was times I just felt completely helpless. I was like, I just feel yeah. I can't do anything. It makes I'm you not feel sure if you can relate to that at all. Sick to your stomach when you can't help your kids. And it's like yeah. when they they can't, you, they can't, they don't have the words. They can't talk yet. They can't tell you mm. exactly what hurts or where or why they're having such a tough time. Man, it it drives you bonkers. Mm-hmm. Like especially, yeah, and you throw this, you know, the the the, the altered state that you're in because you haven't slept oh, on top of that, and it yeah. it's. I mean, <laughs> it's it becomes a trip. It becomes mm-hmm. like this really abstract moment that you're living in, and it feels like it's never going to end. Like it. It is wild to be a parent, yeah. a new parent. Like, I'm sure it's, like I said, it never gets better. It gets different. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, there's a whole other set of worries and anxieties that you get into when you start having, you know, preteens and teens and then kids moving out and stuff like that. Like I, I, look, yeah. I look to the future and I see those events happening. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to mentally able to handle that um yeah and that's uh, that's part of why i'm doing this 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 podcast is to get some perspective get yeah. some perspective as well hey I what know, did you do tell I look, me like I look forward me. to you know father of teenage kids ryan i'm like good luck you're barely yeah. holding on now good luck when they're teenagers like what are you gonna do i i was a i was um, a really like chill like tame a square mm-hmm. is a word you could use to describe my <laughs> teenage years. Um, if my kids aren't that, I have no idea how I'm going to handle that. If my kids are a bit wild in the teens, like yeah. I have no, I yeah. have no idea. I'm not equipped to deal with that. What do you do? Yeah. Well, I found is that I feel like as a dad, you just you're kind of forced to figure it out. Yeah. In a way. Oh, absolutely. You know, whether it's talking to another dad or another mom, or it's like you kind of have to. It's like there's no option. You have to figure whatever the heck it. You know, mm-hmm. got to do some research. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting that sleep deprivation is a real and again not everyone experiences it, you know, and, and no, not at all. Every time there's a I meet a, a soon to be dad, I'm always like, "Hey, I really hope your kid sleeps. I really really do." And and if he doesn't or they don't, just I'm here, yeah. you know. Talk to me. I totally. I can give you just some my experience and share what helped us and again, everything's different, but I got someone in your corner to listen because I get it when it's when it's hard, it's hard and it's a hard season. And to have someone has understanding of that experience does help to know like, oh yeah, I've been there. I get sleep deprivation. Right. It's a it is a monster. So to hear you though, going back to what I was saying before is that pre kids you already had that, man. Yeah. It's it's 
to me, life-giving that, hey, THC is helping you, providing you life. If I can sleep and count on it and know I can sleep. I like, can bet money that I'll be able to sleep. You know, like I'll yeah. be, I can bet money that I'll be able to fall asleep before midnight every night, which is like, that's still late for a lot of people. But for me, that's mm-hmm. early. Like that's a, yeah. that's a luxury at this yeah. point in my life. And someday when my kids get older and they're, you know, they're sleeping through the night consi- you know, all the time and they don't need me to get them out the door for school in the morning, stuff and like that. And I go back yeah. to being, you know, just regular self-employed dude. I might not need it anymore. It might be fine mm-hmm. for me to have late nights or I might, you know, yeah you know, skip it most of the time. Yeah. And because then I'll be able to sleep in the morning. It won't be a big deal. But for, for the time being, it it 100% is improving the quality of yeah. me being a, a person and a dad, a husband, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. And it's working. I mean, the benefit is like you said, it's working. Yeah. And the cost benefit, right? The benefit is significant. Yeah, totally. You know, and the cost is low. And, you know, in the, in the industry I work in with within mental health and having people sleep issues, you know, I do a whole lot of natural stuff and um, and some people do take medications to help and mm-hmm. Hey, those have costs too. Oh yeah. You know, every, and it's different for every person, you know, Absolutely. you don't know until you take it, but everything has a cost benefit. It's trying to find someone, how do I give this person the most benefit mm-hmm. with little to no cost, uh, to help them, whatever it might be, whether it's, in, you know, anxiety, depression, sleep issues, whatever it might be is how do I give them the most help with little to no cost or negative cost? You yeah, know? totally. And um, to hear you, I'm like, that's that's what a great, honestly, testimonial of like, hey, yeah. THC actually works. And not for everybody, you got to try it, and oh, especially if you're yeah. in science, but to hear for you, I'm like, gosh, that's a... Like, like my you know. my wife has struggled with, uh, you know, anxiety disorder uh, for mm-hmm. a lot of years of her life. And uh, she, <laughs> she tried a little bit of the dose that I take, and it was not for her. <laughs> She's like, this is not yeah. compatible with who I am. Yeah, so the, so the flip side is I work with people that actually for some, yeah. THC has the reverse and actually makes you more anxious and can induce panic attacks. Right. And, and I've seen that too, and uh, it it's, can be scary. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Like it does not work for everybody. It is not for everyone. Me saying that it helps me dramatically is not a license for everyone to go out there and like Ryan said, go hog wild with it. Like there is, you know, there is clearly, obviously the recreational side of it, but if you're chasing it, if you're pursuing it as a medicinal thing, um, Mm -hmm. which I didn't realize I would end up doing in my life, like you treat it different. You don't, I mean, I'll, you know, I'll be honest, like sometimes it hits a little bit harder than normal and I'm sitting on the couch waiting to go to bed and whatever I'm watching on TV becomes a little extra funny. Like, (laughs) but for the most (laughs) for the most part like that is the most like inconvenient uh side effect that i've experienced with it i'm you know Mm. like i don't feel i feel like i wake up just like i had normal sleep in the morning i don't feel hangover like if i was Mm -hmm. you know using alcohol or even like robitussin or nyquil or something like that like that stuff yeah like like i for a while i used i used nyquil because it was like i need to break this cycle i know this will kick me out of it but those mornings after nyquil man ooh, Mm -hmm. that is that is that is rough that is a different kind of hangover especially if you've been you know going without sleep for a long time before that i can't imagine i yeah. can't even imagine and you can't take that stuff every it's night like, like regularly it, no you can't it'll rot your guts out like <laughs> yeah no, that stuff is like oh my gosh that stuff i don't even know what it's like jet fuel man yeah I, I can't if i take it too i feel like so like weighted and groggy and like the neck or like tylenol pm i've done that before mm-hmm. when i like been sick oh my gosh i wake up just like i feel like i'm a wet blanket the next day oh, just, totally. I, I don't wake up for hours i'm just like what is wrong with me and just have a headache and yeah it's interesting how 
any type of medication or anything we put in our body, how it can affect us in such mm-hmm. different ways. It's like, it's really dependent upon the person and what works for you and, you know, how does it affect Ryan and why, and why are you using it at the end of the day? I right. mean, I think the theme, what I'm hearing for you is you took it because you needed sleep and one, it, it made you a better dad and human being. So that's what an, an amazing blessing like yeah hey like seriously what like honestly what an amazing blessing yeah i'm i'm not in a natural path or anything like that i'm not, i'm very far from a hippie but man like and this you are it's it I, it's undeniably a miracle in my life yeah it's undeniable and you know, like going back to my my podcast the only reason I, I why i tried it is because someone sent us a 420 dollar donation to the podcast <laughs> they were like, okay, we get the hint. We get what you want us to do. And so Steve and I went and bought wow. bought edibles and we, you know, we consumed before the show. And Steve didn't feel a damn thing. It kicked in for me like in the last 10 minutes of the podcast. And then <laughs> I fell asleep immediately. The moment wow. I went to bed, I was like, holy hell. Like I I was not expecting that. Like I laid down and I passed out. And that doesn't even like if I, you know, in my, you know. In my younger days, if I partied and, you know, put one over and had a lot to drink, like I wouldn't pass out. I could still be mm-hmm. up. I'd just be drunk. Yeah. But to yeah. lay down and be like, oh man, I'm so relaxed. And then I just pass out. Like, mm. like I woke up the next morning and I was like, I've got nine doses. I've got nine brownies left in this bag and I'm going to experiment with my doses because that was amazing. I just, and it's, it's hard with the brownies because they crumble and everything. So I'm like putting together little... <laughs> little groups of crumbs and like, Hmm, we'll see if this thing I didn't measure was an effective <laughs> dose. <laughs> I was also worried That's, about like, you know, building up tolerances and stuff like that. And I, yeah. I think if you're, you know, like a heavy all day smoker sort of thing, like you can build up tolerances like, or like you're just trying to be high all day. Like so far I've been on the same dose for over a year now and yeah. I haven't felt a need to change. It just lets me sleep. Yeah. What I mean, seriously, again, what a wonderful thing and what a one, yeah. a show that turned into I know. Some, some, <laughs> it, went, it went a different direction, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, no, but I mean, what a, what a random thing of a, of a, a viewer of your own show setting you this, like, ah, let's try it. And then yeah. finding, finding this random thing of this actually helps my insomnia yeah. and I'm actually sleeping and no, let me actually do some science behind this and figure out what actually works for my body and to find that actually for you, the way the use, the use of it was a medicinal thing and found again, just a uh, life giving. And yeah. it's, it's again, I'm guessing you didn't predict that happening no. from the show and having the brownie, like, Oh, let's have a brownie and have a show. And then found out, Oh, this, what, I'm sleeping. Like, right. No, it was a you know? to- totally unexpected. Like I didn't expect that at all. I never in, in my wildest of dreams would have been like, Oh, I'm going to find a problem to my, a solution to my lifelong sleep problem that I've been cursed with my yes. entire life. Like what, what a wild yes. thing to happen. Actually, yeah. I should probably <laughs> send a present to the person that sent all that. Probably, money. Yeah. Maybe think, Hey, <laughs> you didn't know this, but <laughs> you solved the big problem in my life. Yeah. I yeah. don't use it the way you probably intended, but Hey, this <laughs> still, um, yeah, you probably just wanted me to have a good time. <laughs> yeah. And which I did. And then, yeah. this, um, it's been, a, it's, so, it's been a bit interesting cause I do a lot of travel, uh, mm. you know, for what I do, oh, like yeah. I've, I've traveled to in the, in the past couple months, I've traveled to Nashville, Tennessee. I've traveled to Germany. I just traveled to Fort Wayne, Indiana, and wow, I am smart enough to know not to bring that stuff with me. 
Like I am not, I am not, it's legal in California. I'm not going to travel with it, you know? (laughs) And so I spend, you know, three days to a week traveling Mm. without it. And I see immediately how quickly, you know, like I just immediately go back to the way that I was fast. It's, you know, it's, it's immediate. Like if I don't take it, then I'd go right back and, you know, you throw in jet lag and everything else with that. And I go, I get back into that sleepless cycle. Like when I went to Germany, it's a, it's a 20 hour trip, everything included train rides and layovers and stuff like that. And by the time I get to bed, cause I can't sleep on planes. Like I just can't, uh, oh, gosh. by, by the time I get to bed, I've been awake cause you get to Germany. It's, it's the morning <laughs> you yeah. spend the day yeah. hanging out with people. Oh, I've gosh. been awake for like 30, 32 hours, something like that. And then you think like, Oh, well you've been awake like for, twice as long as you normally would be like, you're going to sleep great. No, I slept, I slept three hours that first night. So I woke up after three hours of sleep after a 30 something hour day. And then I did a full day of work. And then the night after that, I got five hours of sleep and it felt, I was completely refreshed compared to the previous night. Uh, but then I was kind of stuck in this like five hour sleep cycle the whole time I was gone. And then I come home and then I'm fighting jet lag again, (laughs) but at least at home, I have something that works for me. Um, yeah. So it, yeah, it, cause you're right. It's not legal. I'm guessing it's illegal in, I don't know, Germany. I'm guessing it's legal and everything else. I, don't um, know. I think, you know, it's different styles of legal, different places. Like, but I'm not going to travel with it. You know, I'm not going to cross straight, straight lines. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> I think cross state lines. I, I feel nervous cross, crossing straight lines with state lines with uh, my diabetes medicine. <laughs> 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 I like I said, I grew up square. I'm worried like some someone's gonna pull me over yeah. and be like, "Hey, where's your doctor's note for <laughs> <laughs> for diabetes for, for, insulin. <laughs> for insulin?" Not a, I'm not I'm type two. I'm not on insulin, but <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Still, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, man. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you're you're you got that paranoia already. So. <laughs> I haven't experienced that. I just, I'm a very cautious person. I can't talk all of a sudden. It's, it's, it's 10 okay. o'clock at night. So. It's, it, well, it's the, it's the tab kicking in, right? Um, <laughs> not, no, no. So the tra- no, no, no. You haven't taken it yet. That's no, good. not yet. I'm gonna, I'll take it right after this. Ryan now is a dad. Like we talked about your dad journey and kind of transitioning from working from home, having a kid, and then really just like insomnia and sleeplessness and that thing that you didn't think mm-hmm. would be an issue and and how much more difficult it became you know with having insomnia and then having kids who woke up because you're right my five six regardless they're up I and mean, that's right. what my kids are it doesn't matter what happens they're gonna be up yeah um right right now my matter. daughter's going through a thing where like for for most of her life she's been totally cool sleeping alone mm-hmm. in a crib in her own bed or whatever in the past like three months, she's just decided like, no, I want to, I want to be cuddled all night. And so we'll put her to bed. She gets up at sometimes 11 o'clock, sometimes one o'clock in the morning. And then it's like, one of us has to be with her, but we're keep trying to like, you know, ditch her, (laughs) get her back, (laughs) like get back to our own bed. But it's been this, this struggle for about three months with her. Like it doesn't stop once they get older. Like, no, like, you get into the toddler years and they're, they they can go back. They go back and forth. This is a definitely, it's a sleep pod, which is good. It's a sleep pod. It's a real thing. <laughs> I think and for the dads, dads out there, like sleep is going to be like a number one issue. No, like for young it dads. It really is. And yeah. no, for sure. And ours, like our eldest had really bad sleep and he was doing better. And then he had a season of like just night terrors. Oh yeah. That's the worst. 
it was like when they're just like freaking out and you can't calm them down. It's it's almost like they're, they're yeah. st- like sleepwalking or something like that, but they're sleep freaking out. No, they're sleep freaking out. And then that was that created a whole other, you know, almost like reliving sleep deprivation again. Cause sometimes they, it would take like a half hour sometimes to Ooh, man, yeah. snap them out of it and settle them down. And it was like, you know, this is like one in the morning and then you're kind of wired and can't sleep again. And, and then just, and then they gosh, wake up man, like nothing was, happened in the morning and you're like, Looking at him, yeah. like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, I know. But then, but then, but then, his day would he he'd have more meltdowns in the day because mm-hmm. he woke up, you know, he didn't sleep well. And then, so man, it was like it's just you have these seasons, right? Like with your daughter, it's like everything's good, and then there's a funk season for like three, four months. Like, man, what is this? And thankfully, right now they're doing good. And and uh, well, this will probably be my last sleep story. The whole transition, <laughs> but my youngest, he had a he had a moment where a good month where he just, he got excited about taking his diaper off and that became just the most hilarious thing. Just, just, (laughs) just thought it was just funnier. And he's, he's our youngest is he's a natural goofball. Mm -hmm. Like he just likes to make us laugh himself, laugh, just very different personality than our, than our eldest. And we'd go in and he would just be sitting there staring at us and, (laughs) and say diaper. And then like, and he would just start laughing and rolling and be off. Or sometimes his butt would just be sticking up in the air. And the, he'd pull the blanket over his head and you'd just see his rear end just sticking out. And no no diaper. That's going to be his and, joke for the rest of his life. Like it's not going to go over well in college. Oh my gosh. And he just he just thought it was the bee's knees. And and we'd go in and he'd take it off. And and uh, man, there's... We'd have to put it back on sometimes like four or five times. Uh, and one time I'd missed it, you know, so he peed everywhere. You know, right. I had a couple of those times where he'd take it off in the middle of the night and just pee. And then thankfully he that wasn't that long of a season and he got out of it. And now he's back to sleeping again. So it's, it's interesting. Kids go through these seasons. It's a real thing. And, you know, I don't know if you experienced this, but with your spouse during that sleeplessness, there was times we would have little arguments because you're so, you're oh. so tired. Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay. Like I said, like, like the first couple of times where I had my major breakdowns is like, you think, you think everything in the world is wrong. And like every little, every little, you know, like thing that rubbed you the wrong way a week ago, like comes up in your head and like, you think everything has this huge weight on you. Every minor little thing that happened during the week or the month mm-hmm. or whatever has this huge weight. Like how, how dare you? How, like, so it's like, you know, like it, it sucks. Like it sucks for your spouse. If you yeah. know, you're sleepless and you have these mental breakdowns because you're sleepless and you're just not, you're not in your right mind and things affect you emotionally in a way that doesn't make any sense because you're essentially hallucinating. It's, mm-hmm. it's rough for everyone. It is. Yeah. It is not great. Um, I have not heard my wife complain about my new, <laughs> sleep aid because it has it has improved the quality of life around here good thanks for joining and listening today please leave a comment and review the show dads are tough but not tough enough to do this fatherhood thing alone